Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. This is Gerard Gibbert, and thank you for listening to Middays here on Super Talk Mississippi. Get ready, get ready to go beyond the headlines and join a meaningful conversation with people from around the state. You're listening to Middays with Gerard Gibbert here on Super Talk Mississippi. Welcome to Midday Super Talk Mississippi. I'm your host, Gerard Gibbard, along with my good friend Will East, filling in for the vacationing rhino, guiding you through the middle of your day with facts, fodder, and fine music. Morning, Will. Good morning. I'm assuming rhino's probably uh, changing abodes. Is he moving? I don't know if he's doing that today. Okay. I know that that is in the horizon for him. Yeah. Yeah, he talked about it on the program. So, good luck with all that. We were just uh, talking this morning in our little meeting about the rise of the cost of rent. It's crazy. Astronomical. And uh, nothing like it. Insane levels, according to the AP, an article published over the weekend. Rents reach, this is the uh, title of this piece, rents reach insane levels unprecedented so man uh it really is shocking some of the stories that they cited here in this article uh a um a renter in miami just recently was informed of an increase from fifteen hundred and fifty dollars to nineteen hundred and fifty dollars a 26 percent increase and of course this is just a function of the markets. I mean, as long as they can charge it and people will pay it, and there appears to be a shortage. I mean, it's difficult to find a rental property mm-hmm. as a residence, uh, apartments and so forth. So I don't know. It's It just seems consistent with the price of everything else, which is rising rather sharply. I went out Friday evening and uh, purchased the gasoline and then food, and it was like, I do I have to make a choice here, eat or put gas me, in my vehicle? Let me tell you, my I drive a big old truck, and it's one of those that requires premium fuel. Hmm. It says it, premium fuel only. Hmm. And I'm crazy enough to put it in there sometimes. $86. Yeah. It's insane, and I think... So avoidable. This is avoidable. We we have more money, uh, more money. We have more fossil fuels. We have more coal, gas, oil, enough to power this country for hundreds of years. And that's based on present day technology. In terms of, we don't keep running out of oil as the doom and gloomers. I remember being in. High school, 1972, oh my gosh, we're running out of oil. This is how you're going to have to change your lifestyle. The thermostat's got to be on 75 in the summer and 62 in the winter, whatever it was. And 
you, you know, the long gas lines of the Carter era, and we're going to have to all cut back, cut down, and stay at home, all that sort of stuff. And that was 50 years ago. Yeah. Uh, we don't, we're not running out of oil. We keep running into more of it <laughs> because we have technology that has enabled us to find more than we ever could get to before and process it more efficiently and more effectively. And it's absolutely, it's abhorrent to think about this administration, which uh, has been telling us, by the way, in the last couple of weeks, we're working on getting the price of gas down. They're, they're starting to get lots of uh, backlash and and grievances from everyday Americans, regardless of party affiliation that are saying enough's enough here, and the president says, oh, we're working on that. Well, no, you're not. (laughs) When he was elected, within 24 hours, he issued executive orders requiring that climate change, and this was the terminology they used, be a central theme in the operations of every single federal agency. Central theme. And here we are. We got gas that is through the roof relative to just a short year ago, up, what, over a buck at the pump, unnecessarily. Now, the way to address that problem is to drill more, is is always to create and produce more supply. The left does not believe that supply drives the economy. They believe that consumption does. Therefore, they want to just shower the country with more money. We call it helicopter money here on the program. Oh, that'll fix it. Because they just drop it down? Well, it just drops out of the sky. Where does it come from? Nobody's producing anything to generate that money. It's just printed out of thin air. And, uh, of course, it involves expanding what they call expanding the Fed's balance sheet, which is essentially borrowed money by the Treasury. We, the taxpayers, the Treasury is ours, the Fed, loans that money, which is printed to the Treasury, and that's where our debt comes from. But nonetheless, this helicopter money, which the left refuses to accept and acknowledge, has had any has been a factor in any way, had any influence on this inflationary environment that we currently live in, and there doesn't appear to be any end in sight, and some economists are actually predicting later on this year we might see 10%, 10% average annual inflation reported as it grows uh, and increases on a month-to-month basis, which is, I don't know what that looks like, but it ain't very pretty right now at, what, 7% change. Well, going to the grocery store, I went yesterday. <laughs> it's Nuts. rough. I know. You know, a head of lettuce, what is that typically? My wife said it was about 99 cents. Yeah, I mean, below dollar eighty-eight. Yeah, I was going to say, below below a buck. I've seen it before on sale where it's below 50 cents. Yeah, a dollar eighty-eight For yesterday. a head of lettuce, yeah. Yeah, it's crazy, of course. Uh, you know what? The left wants to tell us is that it's all this profiteering and record profits, and the and the corporations are gouging us. What does that mean exactly? Because if if you're willing to pay 
for a good or service at the price point at which they are offering it? How is that gouging? Now, if they're it, if some company absolutely has the monopoly and is the only company in the country or even in the world to offer that particular good, that commodity, I guess you could say there could be some price gouging going on there. But as long as you're paying the price for it, it's no different than your labor. Who's ever gone to their boss and said, Hey, boss, really appreciate that raise you just uh, offered me, but uh, keep it. It's, fi- it's fine. I don't need it. I-, I feel like I'm gouging for my services. Nobody does that, do they? No. Same deal. You want to get as much as you can for your labor. Of course you do. That's the way the market works. So the, the way to address this, this issue of these high prices at the pump the only way is to produce more supply, is to increase the supply. But when we have a government who day one says, we're getting out of the fossil fuels business and, and uh, not going to do that anymore. We're converting everything, getting away from this, getting away from that. you got some states, I think New York, California, no more new construction can have natural gas connections to it. You know that? No, I didn't. Yeah, not the old ones are fine. Any new construction, it's banned. No natural gas. Electric only. Yeah. Wow. So, all right, what does that do to supply? It reduces it, of course, because this abundant resource we can't use. We have the supply naturally, but we don't process it and deliver it to the market. So what does that do to prices of the alternative? They go up. That's just Econ 101. It's really pretty simple. It's just bad policy, but uh, the president and his cohorts and his party insist that that is not a, a factor, which is nuts. It's just untrue. Um, and to some extent, I think, if you remember, those of you that were around or have studied President Ronald Reagan, he was a supply-sider. He totally bought into the idea to curb the Carter era inflation, we got to get more supply, more supply, more supply. And uh, I think to some extent the left today just wants to distance themselves from that concept, from that economic principle. It is time to step away for a little break right here on Middays. Uh, we got some messages coming your way. At 11.05, Senator John Horn uh, joins us. He represents Hines and Madison counties. And we got some tickets to give away as well. First day of the brand-new week, the final one of February. Middays will be right back. This is Home Answers Radio, and my guest today is Trey Jackson of Bulldog Construction. Trey, if a business has uneven sidewalks, they're asking for trouble. Would you agree? 
Lynn, they are. It's a trip hazard and it needs to be fixed. Our foam technology can level those uneven walks without having to lay down any new concrete. Much easier and more affordable. Trey, my wife tripped over one of those and skinned her knee up. She was fortunate. Call Bulldog Construction at 601-853-4242. Man, let's get real for a moment. As we age, the body part that we love the most doesn't always work quite as well as it used to. The launch sequence breaks down. The flag doesn't rise like before. And your significant other suffers along with you. Well, it doesn't need to be like that anymore. If erectile dysfunction has you down, you might just need our new painless, non-surgical, and effective ED treatments. This revolutionary acoustic wave therapy is specifically designed to restore blood flow, stimulate growth, and it may just give you your sex life back. So come one, come all to Integrated Wellness and Medical Center in Ridgeland and restore your confidence back to you. Call 601-202-8044 today for your no-cost or obligation erectile dysfunction evaluation. That's 601-202-8044. And get back in the game, fellas. Call now. 601-202-8044. Green Home Solutions is a proud VIP sponsor of the Handyman Show on Super Talk Mississippi. Whether you're a proud DIYer or a seasoned veteran, Buddy Slowick has the answers to your home improvement questions each Saturday from 10 till noon. Get ready, Greater Jackson area. The big one, the Great Southern Gun and Knife Show is coming for two big days. Only at the Trademark Building on the fairgrounds. Show hours are Saturday 9 to 5, Sunday 10 till 5. Hundreds of dealers' tables available. Full of guns, knives, ammunition, holsters, gun books, camouflage, jewelry, and related items. Hunters and collectors, this big show's for you. Buy, sell, trade, or just spend the day browsing. Ladies are especially welcome. Admission just $9 for adults, $2 for kids ages 6 to 11. Sorry, no one under the age of 18 admitted without a parent. Got any guns to sell be sure they're unloaded and bring them to the show thousands of buyers will be there instant background checks available for gun purchases the big one the great southern gun and knife show this weekend saturday nine to five sunday ten to five at the trademark building on the fairgrounds take the high street exit off 555 and follow the signs exercise your right to keep and bear arms while you're there be sure to register for the door prize see you this weekend at the big one sure as shooting don't Don't miss miss it. it The best made-to-order lunch in Northeast Jackson is at 4th and Gold Sports Cafe. Homestyle plates full of catfish, shrimp, and rib tips, just to name a few. Eat in or carry out, DoorDash or Grubhub. Call 769-208-8283. Once again, 769-208-8283. Hello here with a special invitation to join us weekday morning, 6 to 9. Breaking news, quick shots, analysis, all right here on Super Talk Jackson 97.3. Now back to Middays with Gerard here on Super Talk Mississippi. It comes from Mississippi and down in Alabama, creeping like a fever all across the land. From deep in the Delta on the Louisiana shore, the people got to have it. They want to hear some more. It's a hillbilly rock, beat it with a drum, playing the guitars like shooting from a gun. Keeping up the rhythm, steady as a clock Doing a little thing called a hillbilly rock Welcome back everyone, Midday Super Talk Mississippi So Paula Meridian says, no excuse to rip people off And that that's a very subjective concept, what is rip people off And, and my belief is, if, if people are willing to pay a higher price 
Well, then that's not ripping them off. It, it's um, it's it's the market at work. As simple as that. The problem is there's not enough supply. That's the problem. And uh, the combination of the crazy shutdowns and the pandemic on the supply side and the helicopter money on the consumption side have been brewed together to form this toxic inflation. Your choice is either pay it or don't. And if people don't, then they'll reduce the rent or any price of any product. Or they'll suffer the business consequences of the lack of revenue because people won't pay it. It's no different than your when you're shopping for a job and every employer says, this is how much I'll pay, and you hold out and say, no, nah, I want more. Okay, well, if you can get more, great. But if you can't, you might be unemployed for a while. So it's the market at work. I'm not in favor of any kind of price controls from the government. That is disastrous every single time. Every single time. That's, that's um, blatant interference in the, the market dynamics. The, the key is more supply. Not more demand, more supply. To counter the increase in demand, which is brought on by this sudden flush with cash that everybody's become as a result of helicopter money, unbelievable increases in the equity markets, which, by the way, that that's uh, and home prices. People are I bet everybody listening could name someone who who was approached unsolicited about selling their house. Yeah. Do you? Oh, yeah. yeah I, know, I, I know do, too. People. Yeah. And, well, I really wasn't thinking about moving. Well, here's, here's how much I'm willing to pay. Okay, I'm out of here <laughs> when you need to get in. So... So what that does is that just props up and drives up the price, but it illustrates just how crazy the demand is relative to supply. Now, that has somewhat subsided, but it wasn't too long ago. You remember these... I put it on the market. Within four hours, I had a dozen offers, and it was sold that day. I mean, a million stories. In my neighborhood, there was a house that was for sale the day I the day I moved in. They they had a for sale sign, which means that it had been on sale for a little while before we bought our house. Yeah, two years. The house is still on the market because the guy wants an unbelievable amount for it. Well, there you go. Well, guess what? During the pandemic, they finally sold it. <sighs> yeah. So. All of that, I think, is a function of government interfering with the market. And let's be honest, it goes back to the Trump era. Because in the early stages of the pandemic, we didn't know. It just looked like we're going to have to stay at home and separate it and spray Amazon boxes and all that crazy stuff. And we don't know how long. And so the panic set in. And the federal government passes this CARES Act with these PPP loans and extended unemployment benefits and stimulus checks and all kinds of other aid and relief and money just just flowing out of the Treasury. And our debt goes from $20 trillion to $30 trillion in less than two years. Increases by an astronomical amount. So when you inject all that money in the economy... It's just, it's again, Ecom 101. That drives inflation because it increases demand, but there's no corresponding increase in supply. The housing market is a great example of that. 
And don't forget, you've got oil and gas producers that really aren't investing in new production, new exploration to a great extent because they got a government telling them, we're putting you out of business. We, I mean, you you got President Biden nominating nominating folks to serve on the Fed as, as Fed board members who want this country to be out of the fossil fuels business and, in fact, want to regulate the banks. Sarah Bloom Raskin is one of those. They want, they want to impose regulations on the banking system to penalize them, punish them for doing business with fossil fuels companies. What do you think that does to supply? Now, so far it looks like probably not going to get confirmed. has some other problems as well of integrity, Sarah Bloom Raskin does. But when you've got a president nominating people knowing the other one, her name escapes me, Lisa, I want to say Jones, but that's not it. She uh, supports reparations. That So the Fed has really a pretty straightforward mission, and that is to regulate the money supply and interest rates to optimize uh, in, uh, unemployment and the cost of money. That's really it, and inflation. And not to get on there and say and uh, become climate change activists and adopt and implement policy that supports some sort of climate change mission. But that's who we get nominated. And when you do that, it just causes hesitancy in the banking community. And you got fossil fuels companies that are in the business of producing oil and gas who are saying, we're going to hold up on this because we could go make all these investments and we need to operate those facilities and produce revenue from those investments over a period of time to, to produce the necessary return on that investment. But heck, the government's putting us out of that business. We ain't going to spend any money on that. Well, what does that do to supply? It limits it. What does that mean to the the uh, price at the pump? It increases it. I mean, it's just simple as that. Mm-hmm. You've got um, a situation that has occurred over the last couple of years where large number of climate change activists have bought big swaths of stock in these traditional oil and gas, these energy companies, so they could control the board votes in terms of board nominations, who would be elected to the board. That comes from the stockholders. more stock you got, obviously the more votes you have. And they put people on the board of, like, ExxonMobil, who don't really? want ExxonMobil to be in the oil and gas business. Think about that. Your board's not there to help you maximize <laughs> your profit in and, and achieve operational excellence. No, they're here to take you out of the business. True story. Wow. Absolutely. So all of these dynamics are figuring in, and it's 100% driven by an administration and a party in control that absolutely wants us out of the fossil fuels business totally. And these companies in that business are responding. And say, okay, well, we're not going to spend any money on that. I'm not saying they're shutting it down totally, 
but they're not as aggressive as they would be if they had a little bit more clarity and optimism about the future of the product that they sell. Imagine you're in a business producing a product that the government wants to shut down. It's got to be difficult. Would you put your money in that? No. Well, that's what's happening. And, of course, what the left tells us is, well, ExxonMobil, they're just making these huge profits, and that's the cause of the price at the pump to have risen so sharply over the last year or so. And when you dig into the details on that, which very few people will do, that should be doing it, uh, that need to be able to respond to that. And I looked at it. So if you look at what ExxonMobil produced, I just used them because they're the biggest. In 2021, they generated about $21 billion of net income. In 2020, they lost $20 billion. For the last two years, they're break-even. If you go back and look in the Trump era in 2017 and 18, they made $18, 19000000000 billion, almost 20. So their profit is up 5% between those two comparison periods. periods. But the price at the pump's up 40%. So if what the left is saying is, well, it's the price gouging, and it's the record profits, and they're just charging more, well, then why didn't their profit go up 40% to be commensurate with the price at the pump rising by 40%? The math doesn't work. Simple as that. By the way, if there's a question about the source of this data, it's their publicly filed financial statements. That's where I got it from. They're 10Ks and 10Qs is what they're called. Look it up. But they they don't want to hear that. They don't want to hear the, the data uh, that refutes what they say. Stay tuned to Middays. we got more talk. Senator John Horn at 11.05 and tickets to give away later on in the program. From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint and coating needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. A 90% chance of rain today, mostly cloudy, high near 71. Tonight, 30% chance of rain, low around 64. Your Tuesday, more rain in the forecast, mostly cloudy, high near 81. And for your Wednesday, a 50-50 shot of the wet stuff, mostly cloudy, high near 74. This weather brought to you by our friends at Gaddis McLaurin Mercantile in downtown Bolton. Shop local. Gaddis McLaurin Mercantile, your building supply experts since 1871. If you or someone you know suffers from dizziness or imbalance, Physical of Jackson, spelled F-Y-Z-I-C-A-L, can help improve your balance and decrease your chances of falling. Susan Geiger and her team of specialized therapists are as unique as their name, providing a personalized approach to therapy and cutting-edge equipment. Physical, F-Y-Z-I-C-A-L, spelled different because we are different. Call today for your appointment, 601-487-2260. What makes Canon Nissan a great dealership? That's easy. Great products, great sales team, and great service. With the largest parts department in the state. This is Dave Logan. Canon Nissan's service department is open six days a week. No appointment is needed. We have two master techs, and we'll do oil changes on most makes and models. Right now, buy three tires and get the fourth one for a dollar. Plus the friendly professional service you've come to expect from Canon Nissan of Jackson. Nobody beats a Canon deal. Nobody. 
Helium Corporation is a proud sponsor of Ole Miss Sports. Protect and grow your business with Pilium. By improving business practices with technology-driven solutions, Pilium solves problems and creates new opportunities for your company. Learn more at Pilium.com. For all your glass needs, call Venable Glass Services. Glass Networks, they're going to try and steer you to use their own glass shop. Well, you can tell your insurance you want to use Venable Glass, and there'll be no additional cost to them to get the highest quality glass. Venable Glass is locally owned and operated, and they do windshield replacement and rock repair right there in their shops, or they'll even come to you in the Tri-County area for free. That's right, free mobile service. At Venable Glass, they also do frameless and frame shower doors, mirrors cut to size and installed, picture frame glass, tables, desktops, insulated glass, plexiglass, commercial storefronts, and heavy equipment glass. Venable Glass. They'll come out and give you a free estimate. They want to work hard for your business. Venable Glass. Open Monday through Friday, 8 to 5, and on Saturday, 8 to noon. Hey, there's two locations, too, in Ridgeland at 660 Highway 51 North and Brandon at 209 Woodgate Drive South in Crossgates. Check them out on the web at VenableGlass.com. Remember, for all your glass needs, call Venable Glass Services. 601-605-4440. Hey, this is Bob, and if you're like me, you like dealing with local people. Majestic Metals was founded in Mississippi in 1954 and are headquartered right in Gluckstadt. For complete metal building systems and steel roofing and siding, call the hometown folks. Majestic Metals, 800-647-8540 or online at MajesticMetalsINC.com. I'm Kelly Bennett, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. Vicksburg police are investigating a shooting at the Walmart on Iowa Boulevard Sunday afternoon. The victim suffered a gunshot wound to her lower back. A suspect has already turned herself in. Investigators say both of the people involved are from Louisiana, and it's an isolated incident. The Wreaths Across America tour for veterans will be stopping in three locations in Mississippi this March. The tour will include a mobile museum as well as the placement of sponsored wreaths on the headstones of veterans. Stops will be in Jackson, March 25th, Madison, March 26th, and Corinth, March 29th. Senator Roger Wicker will be working from home for a few days after testing positive for COVID Friday. The 70-year-old is fully vaccinated and says he's in good health. He also tested positive in August of last year with mild symptoms and continues to encourage everyone to get vaccinated. Join me, Gerard Gibbard, and Super Talk Mississippi Live from MEC's Capital Day on Thursday, March the 3rd at the Mississippi Trademark. MEC Capital Day will feature legislative updates from elected officials, legislators, and business leaders so that you can find out what's happening in our state. To register, go to MEC.MS. That's MEC.MS. At Pearl River Resort Casino, we're keeping it real safe for our employees and guests. Electrostatic spray, chip cleaning, and mass thermal temperature scanners are in use throughout the property, including advanced UV cleaning technology to keep rotating handrails safe to touch. State-of-the-art air filtration systems keep the air you breathe safe and clean. So get back and play at Pearl River Resort Casino. We're keeping it real. Real fun, real winning, real safe. Mississippi News doesn't sleep, and neither do we. At supertalk.fm, you get news from all over the state. From stories to keep you safe, to legislation that could affect your bank account, to weather reports to help you better plan your weekend. Plus, find in-depth interviews with the newsmakers in the Supertalk podcast archives. And everything Mississippi sports. Your Mississippi News. All the time, on air and online at supertalk.fm.fm. 
You're listening to Middays with Gerard. Gerard Gibbert here on Super Talk Mississippi. Super Talk Mississippi Middays. Gerard and Will in the Super Talk Studios. So you had a vote to confirm Sarah Bloom Raskin and Lisa Cook. That was her name. And it was Lisa. Um, those are two of the three nominees to the Fed uh, board put forward by President Biden. And so what happened was that the Republicans uh, no-showed. To kind of skip the vote, and so the can has been kicked down the proverbial road, at least for a while. But yeah, she she clearly she she was uh, she's there because the left, the Democrats in Washington, and others are pushing the president to appoint people, nominate people for the Fed board that, once again, are aligned with the central theme of climate change. And and uh, looked at that again, she literally, she's on record of saying that she wants to regulate the flow of capital from banks to companies in the fossil fuels business. That She wants to essentially punish those banks. She wants them out of that business. No more banking relationship with those in the business of producing fossil fuels-based energy. That is her goal. I mean, just think about that. That's not what the Federal Reserve is supposed to be doing. You talk about picking winners and losers that aggravates most people in America. I mean, this is an egregious case of that, honestly. You're taking a swipe in an entire industry sector and saying, no more. We don't want you to have any banking relationships. Is it just me, or is that the new uh, tool of these uh, left-wing leaders, is to attack your banking rights? Yeah, I assume you're talking about what's happening in the great white north of Canada. Oh, my. It's so it's scary. scary. So it is scary. here's what they're doing now up there, is they are going after businesses that provided coffee to the protesters. Unbelievable. They, there's video, I watched it uh, yesterday, of police going up to a coffee shop that dared offer coffee and sell coffee and donuts and probably other stuff like that to these protesters. And they're going after them. Unbelievable. It, it is scary. So this is what I wondered about. Imagine you're the CEO of these banks. The, the, I think the biggest in Canada, the Royal Bank of Canada, if I'm not mistaken. These are your customers, and you've got to go to your customers and tell them the government has ordered my bank to freeze your assets. I can't comprehend what such a conversation entails and what that looks like. I, I don't know if the those CEOs and those financial institutions are on board with the government order or not, and I don't know what the... But if it's a government order, I mean, what... I don't know what the consequences are. I don't. I don't know. I, I'm sure something bad happens to you if you're a bank and you don't oblige the order. I suspect. I mean, 
it seems like to me the only time they've ever done that in the past in the U.S. is if you're involved in narcotics or money laundering or something. You know, at that point, then they freeze your assets. If you're doing some illegal activity, yeah. they'll freeze your assets. Money laundering, et cetera. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Uh, some something that would rise to the level of supporting what treasonous you're talking, or yeah yeah what you're talking about is in the U.S. if a company that's been around for ages whoever a brand name a household brand name is just doing what they normally do right freezing their assets and not allow, allowing them to bank or in the U in the in Canada if you partake in a anti-government protest. Freezing your assets. If yep. you sell something to these protesters, crazy. Freezing your assets. If you provide any sort of aid and abetting to them, if you're you subject. Donate money to them. Yeah, fuel, so they can stay warm. It's crazy. It's it's very scary. But uh, the prime minister Trudeau is absolutely dug in, and seems to be totally obstinate. He won't even have a conversation. That's what bothers me. I understand if you take a position and you're strong on that position, okay, that's fair. But you won't have a conversation? You won't even let those who protest your position speak to you, address you? Even and then as, he calls them racist. If, if, if you disagree with them, yeah, you're, you're a, racist. a racist. Yeah, I totally agree. That's just inappropriate. I did want to read to you... Uh, an op-ed published by Miss Sarah Bloom Raskin, again, one of Joe Biden's nominees to serve on the Federal Reserve Board. She has published numerous pleas to the Fed to use stress tests, which the Fed does have some control over, and uh, in regulating banks and financial institutions so as to restrict capital to fossil fuels companies. Quote, regulatory changes relating to disclosure, access to credit, and pricing of risk support a rapid and just green transition. You don't want somebody like this serving on the Fed. She's got an agenda. She doesn't care about minimizing inflation and maximizing employment. That's the goal of the Fed in making policy decisions. Not green transition. That ain't for you. It's uh, it's disturbing. But it, we should not be surprised because this has been consistent with, with Biden's uh, operational approach in all of his nominations. It's all about, you know, some sort of justice and climate change and race and uh, gender. Everything is rooted in that. Every nominee, every decision, every order, every decree is all, always involves that subject matter, and not what is really truly in the best interest of the nation from a, a safety and prosperity perspective. So, wow. Um, I did have a question here. Yeah, Rhett and Ridgeland, I wanted to read this. To be fair, I came up with my own government-sponsored reparations plan should I ever lose my mind and run for a major office. <laughs> gotcha. Um, somebody wanted to know here, Will, about the Centene, what the status of that was, the Centene contract. They are the third party that provides managed care services for Medicaid, essentially, for the state Medicaid system. 
And uh, the amendment offered by Representative Becky Curry, who was on the sh- uh, the, um, the network last week discussing that, I think that all passed the House. It's over in the Senate. Don't think there's been any action on that yet. You may know, have an update on that, haven't but um, haven't heard anything. So I guess it's still out there at this point, and we will see what happens with that. I, I can't remember who here who asked that question, but I just wanted to get that out there. Lisa and Clara, Mississippi, says lettuce was $2.49 Whoa. in Waynesboro. Wow. Mike from Olive Branch talking about all of this uh, that we are experiencing in terms of inflation, the price at the pump, price of food, price of lettuce, apartment rent, housing, and so forth, elections have consequences. And I think it's pretty clear that Americans aren't happy overall because poll after poll after poll, regardless if it's a left-leaning or right-leaning polling organization, find the president not just underwater, underwater by a lot. And perhaps the most in every state except for like Vermont, yeah, which I don't get. They they list. I saw a list of all the states and you know his, his approval disapproval ratings in every state except for I believe it was Vermont was the only one where he was you know above fifty percent. I think I think you're right about that. Perhaps most instructive. I mean the bombshell, of course, in Virginia, right? Glenn Youngkin, Winsome Sears, governor, lieutenant governor elected there in a state that you just didn't think that was possible. But the folks out in San Francisco, you know what they said to Virginia? Hold my beer, is what they said. Hold my Chardonnay. <laughs> exactly. Hold my Chardonnay. Yeah, good one. Uh, and and uh, so they oust three woke members of the school board out there last week. And immediately the left-wing media says it was white supremacist yeah, in so, San Francisco. Yeah, to give you a little background, uh, they have school board elections. In, this is in San Francisco, the most left city of in California. In of, the country. Of them all. Yeah. Of them all. Uh, and they have these these uh, several of these school board members that are up for election, and they get trounced. I'm talking 70 to 30. Uh, they get outed. Yep. Uh, and basically the what – kind of came out of it was look we're we want our kids back in school we want masks off their faces and what these people that got ousted were doing was they were renaming schools 40 they they spent hours upon hours when the kids were at home out of school working to rename the schools not get them back Abraham in the school Abraham Lincoln there was George a school, Washington they renamed those <laughs> Uh, which is uh, kind of ironic, given that today is President's Day. I got some trivia to share about right. President's Day. I accept your challenge. <laughs> when we come back here on Midday, stay with us.
Get the most out of your tax refund with a new set of Kenda tires from Gateway Tire and Service Center, Jackson's proudest community sponsor with four convenient locations to serve you. Along with our great prices, your new Kenda tires come with a kind of protection you can't find anywhere else, like free road hazard, free flat repair, free tire rotations and balancing, free inspections, and more. See complete details online at gatewaytire.com. That's gatewaytire.com. Sleeping on an adjustable mattress set has tremendous health benefits. Find relief from lower back pain, poor circulation, asthma, or arthritis pain. An adjustable base can transform your sleep and your life. Still need another reason to try one? Right now, save up to $400 on a Sealy adjustable mattress set at Miskelly Sleep Store. And with 60 months financing, payments are easy and no cash is required. Try one at Miskelly Sleep Store, where you'll always find a better night's sleep. Attention, if you deal with anything from minor to extremely hazardous environmental spills, you've got to check out the full line of absorbents at ESI Supply. They've got white and gray absorbent pads by the bundle or by the roll, sock knit broom products, oil gator, oil dry, spill kits, and more. Just because you haven't had a spill doesn't mean you won't. Give the guys at ESI a call to find out more about how you can be prepared and protect your business's liability. 601-933-4910. That's 601-933-4910. Or visit ESISupply.net. Research shows moving is one of life's most stressful events, but thanks to Two Men in a Truck Ridgeland, it doesn't have to be. We have everything you need, a professional team who will customize your move, a schedule to fit your convenience Monday through Saturday, and all of the necessary moving supplies, including free padding and stretch wrap to protect your belongings. Don't stress. Let Two Men in a Truck handle your home or business moving needs. Visit twomenandatruck.com for a free, no-obligation estimate. This is the opening agri-market report. At the New York Cotton Exchange, May cotton was up 164 to 121.16. July cotton was up 145 to 118.13. At the Chicago Board of Trade, May soybeans were down three and a half to 16 even per bushel. July soybeans were down three quarters to 16 and a quarter per bushel. May corn down three quarters to 652 per bushel. July corn down a half to 646 and a half per bushel. At the Mercantile, April live cattle up 25 to 146.12. June live cattle up 50 to 142 even. April feeders of 115 to 172 even. May feeders up 60 to 176.50. And the Dow Jones went into the President's Day holiday down 233 points, 34,079. I'm Dixon Williams. This is Super Talk Mississippi Agri-News Network. Do you ever feel like you're in the dark? Well, with a propane generator, you'll never be in the dark again, at least when the lights go out. Enjoy the comfort and safety of knowing you have a propane generator always ready when the electricity goes out. Propane generators are sure you'll always have power. Propane-fueled, clean cooking, hot water on demand, warm and consistent heat, and power when you need it most. Why would you choose anything else? Energy for everyone, propane. Visit MSPropane.com. That's MSPropane.com today. The formula for success is a simple one. Put strong in, get strong out. That's why cotton growers looking to improve yield potential plant Delta Pine brand cotton, featuring 100 years of proven yield potential and exclusive genetics in every bag. Strong is a legacy all its own. Protect yours with strong cotton from Delta Pine. Always read and follow IRM where applicable grain marketing and all other stewardship practices and pesticide label directions. 
arm yourself with everything you need to take on your day. Wake up with Gallo tomorrow on 97.3 FM, Super Talk Mississippi. You're listening to Middays with Gerard here on Super Talk Mississippi. Welcome back, everyone. Middays, we appreciate you so much for joining us today on this uh, President's Day. So one of the things, before I get into the President's Day trivia, that uh, is driving this surge in rents, of course, is the end of the government-imposed moratorium. And the other thing that is meaning that a person cannot be evicted, you remember that. Yeah. Um, during the pandemic if they were unable to pay their rent, which, of course, left the property owners and the renters, in many cases, just having squatters, living rent-free. So, like so many things in this country, the producers, there's a producer class and a recipient class. And I'm not trying to demean anybody in this respect. There are truly people that, that need help. No question. But it's always a matter of, well, how best to provide that help? Is it just continuous streams of free government money, meaning free to them, no strings attached, hmm. paid for by someone else? Or are there, are there other approaches to solving that problem and lifting people up so that they can stand on their own two feet and uh, subsist? Take care of their affairs, financial affairs. Anyhow, it's a, it's a, it's a question that always needs to be addressed, in, in my view, what the best way to handle that is. Uh, and then the thing that's coming right behind it is the um, moratorium on failure to pay utility bills. That's coming up next month. And the cost of utility bills through the roof, you guys see it, those listening, watching, Surely you're seeing this precipitous, uh, I should say not precipitous, that would be going on the way down, sharp rise in the price of utilities, just electricity and gas and so forth. Those are all up as well, and and, in this part of the country, not nearly as dramatically as in other parts. And people are unable to pay those bills 20 percent of americans it is being reported couldn't pay their energy bill over the last year 20 percent wow and uh, it's it is being reported that some 9.6 million households out of 150 million are in arrears right now 10 million Mm. so we'll see where all that goes so so president's day the question is is it president's day or washington's birthday because Washington's birthday is the 22nd, and Abraham Lincoln's is the 12th of February, by the way. So this holiday began informally in 1800 on February 22nd. One year, that would be Washington's, uh, George Washington's birthday, exactly one year after he died. All right. 
So it was in 1879 that President Rutherford B. Hayes signed a law adding Washington's birthday to the country's four bank holidays. And the law only, however, at first applied to federal employees in Washington, D.C. I thought that was interesting. So, officially, by the way, the federal government recognizes the holiday as Washington's birthday. That's according to the Office of Personnel Management of the federal government. It is designated as Washington's birthday in Section 6103A of Title V of the U.S. Code. Didn't know that. 1968 is when Congress passed the Uniform Monday Holiday Act was not aware. To give workers more three-day weekends, the law refers to Washington's birthday, the third Monday in February. But according to the National Archives, because of advertisers who sort of stole the narrative, and it morphed from Washington's birthday into the sales sound bite. <laughs> President's Day, sandwiched between Lincoln and Washington. Yeah, good day to buy a mattress. There, exactly. So, anyhow, I thought that was kind of interesting. Little bit of trivia there that popped up in one of my subscriptions in the email today. So, what do we call it here? President's Day, right? That's yep. What I've always called President's Day. Interesting. Uh, also, I know schools are out. Uh, I guess banks are closed. Right? Banks are closed. Yep. Financial markets. Thank gosh, I can't lose any money today because the markets are closed. But the futures don't look good. A friend, by the way, said that uh, reported they put a house on the market last Thursday night and had twelve offers by Saturday. Twelve. Wow. In three days. Now it's a bid process. There you go. So people are paying the price. And you know what you're going to do? Raise it if people are willing to pay for it. That's the way the markets work. So we need more supply. We will take a break right here on Middays. It's time for Super Talk News, Fox News. When we return, Senator John Horn joins us in tickets to give away later on in the program. Super Talk Outdoors coming up at noon. Stay with us. Listening to WFMN Flora Jackson, Super Talk Mississippi, powered by your tree professionals at Baroni's Tree Pros. Online at Baroni's Tree Pros.com. News. I'm Lillian Wu. Diplomatic efforts kicked up with Russia, some believe, on the verge of invading Ukraine. The White House says it is possible that President Biden could sit down with Russian President Vladimir Putin, but there is still no firm dating of a meeting set. Even the Russians are saying this is far from a done deal. Still, this is a sign that it looks like those diplomatic discussions throughout Europe are going to be ongoing throughout this week. Fox's Mark Meredith. The U.S. sending a letter to the U.N. Human Rights Chief on disturbing, credible information information on the region. Amid a variety of concerning developments, we have learned the United States believes that Russian forces have compiled a list of people they would kill or capture during a military occupation. Fox's Trey Gingston Kibb and closing statements begin today in the federal hate crimes trial for the killing of Ahmad Arbery. America's listening to Fox News. 
When the power goes out, your life is disrupted. Heat, air conditioning, refrigeration, phones, all gone. Be prepared for the next outage with a Generac Home Standby Generator. After sensing a power outage, a Generac Generator automatically restores your home's power, whether you're home or away. Power your life with a Generac Home Standby Generator. In Central Mississippi, contact Generator Technologies at 601-862-3419. That's 601-862-3419 or online at generator-tec.com. Hi, this is Thomas Trammell with Family Termite, and I have an important message for you. After this year's record-breaking snowstorm, termites will most likely be swarming in historical numbers in an effort to recolonize and replace parts of their colonies ravished by the extreme weather. Family Termite offers free termite initial inspections and competitive pricing. Call Family Termite today at 601-933-1014 and let us protect your home because we hate termites more than you do. I'm Kelly Bennett, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. Police are looking for a drive-by shooter that opened fire on a group playing basketball at a park in Macomb Sunday afternoon. A child was killed and four others were shot. Major League Baseball announced Friday that spring training games would be delayed until at least March 5th because of the ongoing work stoppage. Fox's Matt Napolitano picks up the story from there. But the league did announce a return to talks with the MLB Players Association starting today with plans to meet every day this week in person. Today marks day 82 of the lockout as ball clubs should have been in the full swing of camp right now and gearing up for games later this week. Now the focus is on addressing core economic issues like arbitration and revenue sharing to get a new collective bargaining agreement in place before February 28th as to not impact opening day on March 31st, according to MLB. For the latest Mississippi news, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, or online at supertalk.fm. I'm Kelly Bennett. Are you looking for a contractor for your new home or remodel? Go licensed. Unlicensed contractors may try to convince you that pulling your own permit can save you money. But they may do shoddy work, or in some cases, no work at all, costing you far more in the long run. Protect yourself and your investment by comparing estimates from three licensed contractors. Remember, go licensed. For more information, contact the Mississippi State Board of Contractors at msboc.us. Your business may not be a Fortune 500 company yet. You've worked hard to grow your business to where it is today, but are the manual processes that worked when you were smaller now eating into your man hours? As an iSolve network provider, MWG Employer Services can help you save time and money by streamlining the processes of administration of your HR, payroll, time, and benefits, as well as training your personnel to efficiently manage your human capital through one platform. Want to find out more? Visit MWGEmployerServices.com. 400 Family Dollar stores in several states, including Mississippi, may have sold potentially contaminated items, including human and pet food, over-the-counter medications, vitamins, and cosmetics. An FDA investigation found rodent infestations at an Arkansas Family Dollar distribution center. 1,100 dead rodents were recovered during the fumigation last month. Rodent contamination can cause salmonella and infectious disease. Be sure to wash your hands after handling any Anything you think might put you at risk, the FDA is working to initiate a voluntary recall of the affected products. Bellhaven University will be joining a new conference. Nine schools from USA South are breaking away to form what will be called the Collegiate Conference of the South. All Bellhaven sports except football, women's golf, men's and women's lacrosse teams will compete in the CCS. For Super Talk Mississippi News, I'm Kelly Bennett. 
Want to infuse new flavor into your favorite recipes? Try Polk's Smoked Sausages or delicious ham steaks. Add Polk's Garlic and Green Onion Sausage in your spaghetti. It adds just the right amount of spicy flavor. Polk's Cajun Sausage is a family pleaser in your famous red beans and rice. Your Bayou friends jambalaya is even better when you mix it with Polk's Ham and Sausage. And for Grandma's old-time chili recipe, kick it up with Polk's Original Beef or Pork Sausages. There's no buts about it, folks. Picky people pick Polk's. Join me, Gerard Gibbard, and Super Talk Mississippi Live from MEC's Capital Day on Thursday, March the 3rd at the Mississippi Trademark. MEC Capital Day will feature legislative updates from elected officials, legislators, and business leaders so that you can find out what's happening in our state. To register, go to MEC.MS. That's MEC.MS. Tune in to Good Things with me, Rebecca Turner. It's Mississippi's Radio Happy Hour, weekdays from 2 to 3 p.m., right here on Super Talk Jackson 97.3. Get ready, get ready to go beyond the headlines and join a meaningful conversation with people from around the state. You're listening to Middays with Gerard Gibbert. Here on Super Talk Mississippi. Super Talk Mississippi, kicking off a brand new week here on Middays, and to do so, we've got joining us in the studio now, Senator John Horn. He represents Mississippi Senate District 26, which includes Hines and Madison counties. Good morning, Senator. Thanks so much morning, for coming Gerard. on. It's great to be here. Yes, sir. You're looking great today, sir, by the hey, way. Just, just trying to be you. like you, brother. <laughs> oh, man. You got me. Uh, but you guys have been busy down there in the legislature. Yeah. How's it been going? It's been going pretty good. Uh, we're uh, about six weeks uh, out from closing this thing down for the year, and, and hopefully we'll we'll get some good things done. Yeah. His, um, and so one question I guess I have for you, Senator, is we, we've had some, some major legislation, some of which has been passed. The medical marijuana deal kind of sucked all the mm-hmm. air out of the, mm-hmm. the room, as they say, leading up to the session. And that got done, so that's behind us. We hadn't hardly even talked about it anymore, honestly. But for a while, it was uh, dominating the conversation, mm-hmm. Right. Uh, I think, in the media as well as under the dome to a great extent. So are you pleased with the final outcome of that? Yeah, and there's a flurry of activity going on now with investors trying to figure out if, if they're going to get in that space and, yeah. and how they're going to do it, where they're going to do it, and so forth. So there's a lot of chatter going on right now, but it's behind the scenes. Yeah, uh, and that's what we understand as well. All right, so a couple of other things we got going on. Uh, well, let's talk about this one first. This uh, contract with Santine for mm-hmm. Medicaid, mm-hmm. the uh, third-party um, manager of Medicaid that the state's hired, and of course the state discovered that uh, they weren't acting right, and they got $55 million out of them. Uh, that being Centene, uh, Representative Becky Curry over in, over in the House offered an amendment. I think we've got a bill which is passed that included the amendment, which basically strikes uh, any, any um, provider 
from uh, owning this contract that had um, a prior problem with the state. I'm kind of paraphrasing it a little bit, but but had a uh, a conflict and required them to to pay essentially and to compensate uh, for in this case fraud. I think is what was uh, the accusation was. That's headed to the Senate now, or over in the Senate. Yeah, it's already in the Senate. It's in the Senate. Yeah. What's the status of that? Do you know? Well, uh, I'm not on Medicaid, and yeah. that committee is, is who's handling that particular bill. And uh, even though I'm not on it, I, I sat in on a hearing last week that the chairman held. Yeah. And uh, the main presenter was Drew Snyder, the head of Medicaid. Right. He spoke against the amendment. And for this reason, he said that it, uh, there may be some unintended consequences of our doing something like that because th- the way it, it is shaped, it would preclude and, and prevent several Medicaid uh, managed care providers from being able to compete. And he said trying to unwind that many people that quickly, I think it, it, if that bill were to pass, they'd have less than two weeks to try to ramp up hmm. uh, a, a procedure to put the current um, uh, folks who are on the managed care program under, under Magnolia Health Plan or AKA Centene, it would just create disaster. And he and he spoke against it. I'm reading the the amendment, uh, the language uh, which Representative Curry authored. So I'm a little surprised that so there are other providers. They yeah, also um, had to you, settle because that's United what it Healthcare says. is another one that in another state, and and the way her amendment is written, anywhere in the United States, if that's you right. had a, a situation like this, you're pre- precluded from being able to to uh, compete on the RFP from Mississippi. Yeah, and and so uh, Snyder said that uh, there are probably three of the potential uh, uh, applicants on the, to the RFP. That are that are in the queue at Mississippi, that would be prevented from it. So the the whole question that he spoke about was was look, this is way too complicated. It, it may be tortious interference in the contract, right? right. Uh, and we don't need to go down that road, right? Yeah, I'm reading it. Uh, you were absolutely correct. I'm reading uh, the the language of the amendment as as offered and passed in the House. Which you're right. It says that uh, if one of these providers uh, settled with the state of Mississippi or any other state to repay over $50 million related to fraud, waste, abuse, or overpayments in the state's mm-hmm. Medicaid program, uh, they and, would and not be eligible it, to participate. Yeah, and as I understand it, with, with uh, the Centene suit, I don't think that they admitted any guilt. They just settled, settled it yeah. and you know, got it out of their hair. Yeah, which is common when you have right. those kinds of conflicts right. to avoid the uh, litigation. And so I don't think that's particularly unusual. But, all right, so Drew Snyder says, well, if we did that, we really would limit the field exactly. of uh, possible managed care providers for Medicaid. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. interesting. Okay. All right. Well, we'll keep up with that. So what about in uh, your committees, your chairman of the Senate Labor Committee, vice chair of tourism? What's going on there? What bills are you tracking? I really uh, – my committee in labor is not very busy this year. Okay. Uh, we've had a couple of bills that um, we passed out, uh, but some of them were double referred and, and they were killed in the other committee. So okay. I thought we were going to get the equal pay bill. Uh, unfortunately, for for labor, it's going to the you know, Judiciary A Committee. Okay, it it went to to labor the last couple of years, and then was double referred to Judiciary, but it's single singly referred to the Judiciary this year. Okay, 
Interesting. Well, uh, what about uh, tourism? You still there, Vice Chair? Yeah, yeah. Uh, the chairman has, has – um, uh, she's got a bill uh, that would uh, uh, help with some historic sites around the state to help create, create a, um, uh, another uh, stream of, of tours. I think this one regarding civil rights sites that go back a couple of hundred years. And mm. so uh, we're pushing that through the process right now. Okay. All right. Uh, any any other uh, particular pieces of legislation that uh, you you are tracking that you have uh, some opinion? Well, you know, about? we're just trying to trying to track the money. Uh, we, we've <laughs> yeah. got an untold amount of money yeah. uh, th- that the state has in its coffers right now. Of course, everybody talks about the one point eight billion dollars from ARPA, uh, the American Rescue Plan. And most of that is going to go towards infrastructure. What we've said about that is is that we want transformational change as a result of this money. And in some cases, I think we'll see it. We're making a real commitment to mental health. We're making a real commitment to child protective services. Um, we're making a real commitment on infrastructure. I, I would have liked to have seen a little bit more towards towards heart infrastructure because you know I live in the city of Jackson and we all know what the what the issue is there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think we're going to wind up with a, possibly a third party administrator trying to help Jackson out to deliver the funding and the uh, resources that, that they need for building or rebuilding their infrastructure. Uh, there's a lot of concern about the city, but uh, there's concern that uh, if we were to give the city $50 million or $100 million, could they uh, judiciously, expeditiously, and efficiently deploy that money where it needs to go? Right. And, and so there's, there's a lot of, of doubt in the legislature that that could happen very quickly, so we may be looking at a third-party administrator. Okay. Gotcha. Well, that's uh, that's certainly interesting. All right, so we got this tax reform. Uh, you've got to get to mm-hmm. that one, it, and it uh, it seems like that it is uh, rapidly escalating to uh, to become uh, one of the most um, controversial, <laughs> let's say, uh, subject matters. And and so we got a House version, we got a Senate version. House has got a bill they've passed, Senate yeah. a proposal at this point. I don't mm-hmm. think I've seen a bill, and nothing's occurred uh, officially there. Uh, you you have some thoughts on that? Well, it's, it's always interesting to, to watch Republicans fight. <laughs> the, uh, the, the, the Speaker, uh, you know, we have a super Republican majority in the right. House, a right. super Republican majority in the Senate, yep. and and the, the leadership has a, a difference of opinion about about tax reform. Uh, what you're going to see from the Senate side uh, is something um, that would cut the grocery tax maybe in half. Uh, do a modification on car tags. Uh, I think that uh, we're talking about a one-time payment back to taxpayers, mm-hmm. but not as as big of a loss of revenue uh, as what the House proposal calls for. Yeah. So, so it's going to be interesting to, to to see those guys just duke it out and and figure out uh, uh, which which way we're going to go with this. I think we're going to see <laughs> some kind of tax reform. Yeah. Uh, just what form it takes uh, remains to be seen. Do you? Uh, what's kind of the position? of uh, the, of the Democrat conference on this is there a- we, we're leaning closer to the Senate version and uh, of course in, in the Senate now I don't I haven't spoken to many of the house members who are Democrats as mm-hmm. to what their position is but most of them voted for they the speaker's bill yeah uh, they did absolutely so can you hang around sure we'll talk about that some more and some other stuff going on here 
In the state of Mississippi, in the legislature, we've got uh, Senator John Horn, a Mississippi's District 26 representative or senator. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Turns the flicker to a flame. Listen to me, good baby. I think of the things we used to do. And my whole world turns misty blue. From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint and coating needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. A 90% chance of rain today, mostly cloudy, high near 71. Tonight, 30% chance of rain, low around 64. Your Tuesday, more rain in the forecast, mostly cloudy, high near 81. And for your Wednesday, a 50-50 shot of the wet stuff, mostly cloudy, high near 74. This weather forecast has been brought to you by our friends at RJ's Outboard Sales and Service at 1208 Old Fannin Road. RJ's Outboard Sales and Service, your Yamaha outboard dealer in Brandon. At Batteries Plus, we do more than fix phones and tablets. We help our neighbors power their lives. Visit Batteries Plus for free auto battery testing and free installation, too, on most vehicles at most locations. See BatteriesPlus.com for details. At Fillmore Buick GMC, we strive to make buying your next vehicle easy and take care of you long after you drive off the lot. That means upfront and honest pricing, doing everything we can to make the time you spend in the dealership as short or as long as you need. It means we understand that purchasing a vehicle is more than just a transaction for you. We want you to enjoy the experience as much as we appreciate your business. Find your next Buick GMC or pre-owned vehicle at FillmoreBuickGMC.com. Fillmore Buick GMC. You drive everything we do. Men, let's get real for a moment. As we age, the body part that we love the most doesn't always work quite as well as it used to. The launch sequence breaks down. The flag doesn't rise like before. And your significant other suffers along with you. Well, it doesn't need to be like that anymore. If erectile dysfunction has you down, you might just need our new painless, non-surgical and effective ED treatments. This revolutionary acoustic wave therapy is specifically designed to restore blood flow, stimulate growth, and it may just give you your sex life back. So come one, come all to Integrated Wellness and Medical Center in Ridgeland and restore your confidence back to you. Call 601-202-8044 today for your no-cost or obligation erectile dysfunction evaluation. That's 601-202-8044. And get back in the game, fellas. Call now, 601-202-8044. Hi, I'm Dr. Will Umflett with Capital Dental. We at Capital Dental want you to be confident in a bright and healthy smile that you can be proud of. We provide teeth whitening to brighten your smile. Book your appointment today at CapitalDentalInc.com. Capital Dental, located in Northeast Jackson on Lakeland Drive. What if there was a paint that could awaken something as old as that Rip Van Winkle guy? Hey, what? Because it could adhere to the most weathered exteriors and completely restore its youth. Hey, there's hair on my head again. If a paint could give any time-worn surface stunning new life, is it still paint? Regal Select Exterior from Benjamin Moore. Paint like no other. Seabrook Paints in Jackson and Ridgeland. Visit SeabrookPaints.com. 
Hey, it's Richard Cross. Be sure to catch Sports Talk Mississippi, your new home for the best sports coverage right here in the Magnolia State. Every day from 3 until 6, right here on Super Talk Jackson 97.3. Middays with Gerard Gibbert. Let's do this. On Super Talk Mississippi. Let's go. Thank you so much for joining us today here on Middays. We've got Senator John Horn uh, joining us in the studio today. We've just been uh, talking about the 2022 legislative uh, session. So we got this $1.8 billion of ARPA money to the state. Uh, and, and, you know, I also want to let the, the listeners and viewers know uh, when we began this this uh, session, the state had in, in its coffers or promised for its coffers, because we, we get the, the other half of the upper money in, in a couple of months, yep. $4.4 billion altogether that's unobligated. If you ca- count capital expense fund, if you count the BP fund, um, a number of other, other funds that are, that are special funds where um, um, settlement money or federal money goes. And so we've got a uh, uh, a situation that we've never had in Mississippi is how do we wisely and ju- judiciously spend this money. And um, uh, I think that we're probably going to sit on most of it. Uh, we'll, we'll spend the ARPA money. And we'll spend some of the capital expense funds. But, but I think for the most part, we, we're going to sit pat. Hmm. What qualifies as an expenditure from the capital expense fund? What qualifies? As, yeah, I mean, as, I mean, I know it's certainly what a capital expense is, but uh, but uh, we're talking about generally hard assets here. I mean, actually, uh, that a lot of that money can uh, comes from uh, revenue that was collected ab- above the elbow, uh, the legislative budget recommendation, and yeah. it goes into the, some special there's, funds. There's we, formulas we the for that, I believe. Right. The rainy day fund has a formula. Yeah. The uh, the capital expense fund does not. Okay. And and we can use money out of the capital expense funds for a variety of purposes. Okay. So it's not limited. No. Uh, okay. No. But um, the the rainy day fund is two percent. Of, of our revenue right. that goes there, but <clears throat> the capital expense fund, <clears throat> what's collected mm-hmm. in, in there can can you know we can get it up. Yeah, I got you. <clears throat> yeah, we can get it up to to, to two billion dollars and and you know not have a whole lot of strings attached. Yeah. Well, so we got all this money, and uh, this is of course why there there are many in the state, particularly on the House side, speaker that say now's the time, and to a great extent the governor now's the time to. To implement some really meaningful and, and bold, uh, ambitious tax reform is, is mm-hmm. kind of their position. We got the Senate side; the lieutenant governor have uh, been uh, less aggressive in their stance. Yeah, well, the House proposal also anticipates uh, a lot of of, of growth in, yep. in our general fund economy, and the, the Senate uh, proposal. Uh, foresees less growth, and I think that that's probably one of the biggest sticking points. Yeah, and to a great extent, I think it's fair to say uh, it's all speculative. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, you you try to look out in the future and predict how much money you're going to collect. You can you can uh, guess, and you can use lots of inputs right. that factor into that projection. 
But to a great extent, it's still speculative well, on both it, sides. It really is. I mean, but, but what impresses me more than anything else is we, we, we compare ourselves to Florida or Texas that don't have uh, income tax and, and say, oh, we could do, uh, do like they do. Well, they've got this great tourism industry in both places, and they've had tremendous growth annually over the last 10 or 15 years, whereas Mississippi's growth has been rather flat. Yeah. And uh, so the question is, would uh, and, and this is really the, the fundamental, I think, pretext of, of the House plan is, and in doing so, this would boost economic activity. It would attract people to the state. It would attract organizations, business formation and expansion into the state. And, and that's, that's the idea. Yeah, and hopefully if we do pass the, the, the House version, that will come to pass. But the Mississippi Economic Council, our, our lead chamber of commerce, says, yeah. Hey, it's not about income tax. It's about workforce development. We've got to develop the workforce, and we've got to diversify our economy. Yeah. Well, I, I think it, it's a, a combination of all the above. I think it's fair to say uh, fiscal policy is is an important component yes. of uh, what's necessary to boost the state's economy. Uh, but there, there are some other less quantifiable aspects of that mm-hmm. as well, such as having a, a, a ready-to-work uh, workforce. Yeah. And, you know, I spoke to Leadership, Mad- Leadership Youth Madison last week, and uh, – all of, uh, I won't say all, but, but the majority of the young people, the 11th graders, uh, all doing fantastic in school. Yep. But I did not get a warm and fuzzy up from, from hardly any of them that they're going to stay in Mississippi. And that's a concern because uh, I, I'm all for it. I know you are as well, and I, I dare say everybody under the dome, we're all for improving the quality of education, and that's measured by a variety of metrics in the outcomes of education, the graduation rate, the, uh, the reading levels, proficiencies, testing, etc. But if to a great extent we're improving the K through 12 education, and then we get these folks prepared to go to college, which is really for the most part, Senator, what K through 12 education is geared for, mm-hmm. they go to college, uh, and immediately upon graduation they they take their degree and bolt to state because there's no place for them to work. Exactly. And so it, we're not really getting a return on that improvement mm-hmm. and those investments in K through 12. If those folks aren't staying in the state yeah, and, and uh, contributing to the state. And our new workforce development czar, Ryan Miller, is very concerned about that and concerned about how do we fashion uh, a, a, a workforce plan and, and how do we uh, uh, attract new industry into the state that will be attractive to our young people to keep them here in the state. Yeah. Uh, rather than go to Austin or Nashville or Dallas or Atlanta or D.C. or wherever else they're going. And and um, uh, we've got to, to really – the whole purpose of our, our recasting our, our Accelerate Mississippi program, the Workforce Development Program, yeah. is to do exactly that. And I think Ryan's uh, right on target with it. Um, I think he probably would like to move quicker than, than he's able to, but, but uh, he's doing a great job. And I, I'm all for that. Uh, and I know Ryan, uh, he's been on the program. I, I agree he is doing a great job. I'm simply pointing out that we have great universities and community yeah. colleges oh, no in this doubt. state, and we're cranking out lots of highly and, and, and talented, we're, we're, we're qualified people. Dallas. That's exactly right. We're, we're subsidizing Austin. the neighboring states, right. and, and we can, I guess, have a meaningful discussion about why that is the case. But the bottom line is there ain't nowhere for them to work here. Right. And uh, there is a perception that there's very little to do in Mississippi, which is a false perception, but it's a perception nonetheless. I agree. And so 
What I would like to see, um, and uh, get your reaction to this, it, whatever we come up with, and hopefully something to move the needle on meaningful tax reform, uh, beneficial fiscal policy, we got to promote this. Mm-hmm. I, the mm-hmm. same as when we changed the flag. Right. I thought we had a golden opportunity to really go crazy promoting this, and we just really kind of did it without a lot of fanfare. Well, we did it with a lot of fan- fanfare. And we didn't put any resources right. to, to getting that that word out. Hey, look, look what we just did, and, and yep. y'all come. Yep. And, and I think it was a golden opportunity that was missed. And and I'm not, uh, and you and I may say it's missed. I I've used that uh, to describe it as well. And and maybe we could uh, sort of reintroduce it and combine it with some meaningful tax reform. Mm-hmm. Hey, here's Mississippi. I mean, the market, smart marketing people know how to message this and know how to present and showcase the mm-hmm. best of Mississippi. Uh, and, gosh, I, I dare say almost everybody listening, watching today, have seen ads from other states that have been shown on our our local affiliates mm-hmm. in some cases, um, and certainly the national networks. But Mississippi, I think, has got to promote itself. We can't just right. do this and let it sit and say, okay, job done, y'all come. Like you said, we got to promote and really uh, get the word out. Oh, absolutely. And, and, and I think that, um, we, you know, we've got some new tourism money uh, yeah. that, that – um, the industry is getting. It's our fourth largest industry, about $7 billion. Wow. So uh, I would like to see some of, of those new dollars spent towards that effort. But, but you know, I think it's going to take more than what that, that fund is generating. Sure. sure. The state needs to be intentional about this, and you can't be intentional if you don't put resources behind yeah. it. Yeah, and maybe this is something that industry could uh, t- could join together Absolutely. and co- coordinate as well and, and be involved in and uh, funding the expense of that. But we could really do something that mm-hmm. w- would be uh, sort of breakthrough here. In well, I'd like, to see, I'd like to see the state reintroduce itself to the country. Uh, good good way to put it. I agree. I and, agree. And it's going to take money to do that. I understand. and yeah. But certainly with in tow with, say, these more – um, notable events, changing the flag and and really significant tax reform. Those are and, two and, things. And maybe you could changing our, our state song. Yeah. I hear that that's coming to coming I, to the, the Senate I heard from the that house. as well. I just shared with uh, Will <laughs> this morning um, Ross Barnett's uh, kind of use of the tune right. in his campaign songs. And if you look at the lyrics, there it's like. We don't want anybody to hear that or see that. It ain't good. So, fortunately, that's 60 years ago, and we're way past that. I think you and I would agree on that. Absolutely. Senator Horn, always a pleasure, sir. Thank you so much for coming in to see us today. I'm sure we'll be talking to you soon. Good luck with the rest of the invitation. You got it. We'll be back with more talk on middays. Don't forget, we got tickets to give away. Stay with us. We'll be right back. It's that time of year when love is in the air and you just crave something sweet. Valentine's Day. 
not wrong. It's Mazda of Jackson's Sweet Deal Sales Event. That's right. All February, we're giving you the sweetest deals possible on our entire selection of Mazdas. Right now, get 0.9% financing on every 2022 Mazda in stock. That's right. 0.9% APR, which will save you thousands in finance charges. Plus, get 750 finance cash and 0.9% APR on Mazda CX-9s. And Mazda of Jackson will take care of your first year's maintenance at no cost to you. Plus, you can buy with confidence with a 20-year, 250,000-mile powertrain warranty from Mazda of Jackson. In 2022, we're saying farewell to old credit issues and looking forward to your future. Our staff is ready to get you approved today. 100% credit approval is our number one goal. Bring us your trade. We'll give you top dollar for it. So come scoop up your sweet deal before it's too late at Mazda of Jackson, where nobody walks away because everybody saves. Our all-new state-of-the-art facility is located at 5397 I-55 Frontage Road North in Jackson. Call 991-2222 today. MazdaofJackson.com. See dealer for details with free select models. At Gateway Rescue Mission, we feed hungry people. We offer shelter to people seeking life change. And we serve as sort of a beacon of hope that says, hey, God cares for you. I'm Rex Baker. Rescue Mission work is not glamorous, but we do see lives changed. Check us out at gatewaymission.org. Find out how you can get involved and join God at work here in Jackson and at Gateway Rescue Mission. Hello, I'm Gary Jolly from the Tractor Store. LS Tractor understands your passion for the land. And just like you, LS Tractor is committed to excellence and superior products. LS Tractor comes with a long list of standard features that are unmatched by other brands and backed with the LS commitment to provide exceptional customer service and satisfaction. You get a lot more for your money with the LS Tractor. Come to the Tractor Store in Richland to experience the LS difference. The Tractor Store in Richland. you mind your own business. Mind my own business? What's that supposed to mean? No, I was just thinking about all of the news of tax changes, insurance changes, regulations that are being passed down to business owners. I don't have the time to keep growing and to keep up with changing payroll regulations. I know. It seems like all I do is handle employee-related problems. You know, I hear People Lease can help. How can they help? People Lease can handle our payroll, taxes, employee benefits, and workers' compensation. They even offer an affordable and customizable 401k program and a 24-7 online human resource resources support center for all my HR needs. Think of all the time we'll save letting People Lease handle our payroll and benefits administration. I'll be busy growing my business and letting People Lease take care of the rest. Sounds like a good business plan with People Lease. Let People Lease mind your business so you can mind your own business. Call now 601-987-3025. That's 601-987-3025 or visit freepayrollquotes.com for your free quote. I'm Kelly Bennett, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. Police are looking for a drive-by shooter that opened fire on a group playing basketball at a park in Macomb Sunday afternoon. A child was killed and four others were shot. Major League Baseball announced Friday that spring training games would be delayed until at least March 5th because of the ongoing work stoppage. Fox's Matt Napolitano picks up the story from there. But the league did announce a return to talks with the MLB Players Association starting today with plans to meet every day this week in person. Today marks day 82 of the lockout as ball clubs should have been in the full swing of camp right now and gearing up for games later this week. Now the focus is on addressing core economic issues like arbitration and revenue sharing to get a new collective bargaining agreement in place before February 28th as to not impact opening day on March 31st, according to MLB. For the latest Mississippi news, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, or online at supertalk.fm. I'm Kelly Bennett. 
It's time to take a road trip down to the coast for CPR Fest 20. Outside on the grounds of the Mississippi Coast Coliseum, Saturday, April 2nd. Starring Mississippi's own Three Doors Down, live. Three Doors Down with Seether. Plus Bad Flower. Society and special guest Giovanni and the Hired Guns. And check out the best local music in the state on the CPR Fest homegrown stage. A very limited number of reserved seats are on sale now. General admission tickets just $35 plus Ticketmaster fees. Don't wait. Get yours now at Ticketmaster.com. It's the biggest rock show of the year. Saturday, April 2nd, outside of the Mississippi Coast Coliseum in Biloxi. You know that nowadays, most people go online to look at a business before they spend their money. Do you have an old, outdated website or just a Facebook page and still not bringing in customers? Targeted digital advertising from Supertalk Mississippi Media Digital's highly trained and trusted staff is the answer. We're ready to work with you to help your business capitalize on the power of digital marketing. Call 601-991-2305 or go to stmmdigital.com to get started today. Is with Gerard Gibbert. It is on. On Super Talk Mississippi. Welcome back, everyone. Midday Super Talk, Mississippi. So, we were just talking here off the air. I think Senator Horn offered what may be one of the greatest sound bites ever here in the studio that we're going to capitalize on. And uh, I, I don't know the the exact language, but something to the effect when I asked him about the two tax reform approaches that are in in, uh, fairly stark contrast between the House and the Senate. He said, what did he say, Will? He said, it's always interesting to watch Republican leaders fight. (laughs) And he was smiling when he said it, of course. (laughs) Oh, gosh. And, yeah, that's where we are. Ben from Madison asks, any word on if the lieutenant governor has changed his mind on the House tax plan? Heard an interview with him and doesn't sound like he's moving in that direction. I think uh, your analysis is accurate, Ben. I, I don't think that uh, there is any uh, any inclination on the part of the lieutenant governor to uh, move closer uh, to the approach that the House has passed in the form of a bill to reform taxes, income taxes, sales taxes, and car tax. Uh, fees in the state of Mississippi. So, no, I don't I don't think I think they are as he says or are they just too far apart. Yeah, I believe they are far apart and I believe they'll stay far apart. And I will say that I have received a, a fairly detailed analysis I have here in my hand about 5-6 pages and it is of the house bill. I did ask, I did request of members of the house that are mostly involved in this effort and this legislation 
to uh, perhaps extend the numbers further out from the two years that are analyzed and incorporated in the what's called the fiscal note prepared by the Legislative Budget Office. And it basically just says, okay, this is where we are next year once we were to implement these provisions. This is how that affects income taxes, sales taxes, um, grocery taxes, and, and car tags. This is what that means in terms of adjustments to revenue and how that falls out once those are taken into account. And so I asked, really would be a good idea, I think, to extend that out for more years and see the impact. And so this analysis I'm I'm uh, holding in my hand right now, it, it does that. This is really not, I don't think, for for uh, the public just yet, but I think it's coming. And, I mean, you really got to dig into it. It gets... I guess a little wonky, but it uh, extends all the way out to 2035. Now, uh, I just know from business, when you start putting together pro formas and you're estimating and projecting revenues and expenses, it's just that. It's a it's a projection. Now, it is a projection driven by lots of factual input from the past or knowledge of the future, in this case, how the various provisions would play out. But you really are are kind of estimating, to some extent, what taxable income would be, how it would be taxed in terms of these changes, and what that would do to the revenue picture, and how much of that would be spent on, on that which is subject to the the general sales tax, the higher general sales tax rate, that which would be spent on groceries, the decrease in the price of tags, the cost to the state of covering that to the um, to the counties and cities, and the cost of the state to cover uh, the diversions to the cities for the decrease in grocery tax revenue. So when you put all those numbers in the pot, essentially, and and let those fall out. This is what it looks like to the state's fiscal picture and what it looks like to the state's revenue collections. And that's what this analysis does. It takes a baseline and says plus this, uh, minus this, based on those changes in, uh, in the tax provisions uh, across those categories. So it's, it's pretty well done, but it, to some extent, just to be fair, it, it is estimating. But it is true that we have had... Um, a bounty of revenue in the last couple of years, and then that, I think, begs the question, what drove these these uh, sharp surpluses, or uh, not really surplus, but an excess of revenue over what was projected? The governor has been uh, celebrating that, shall we say, in, in his communication, and it looks like we're on a run rate in this fiscal year, which ends uh, June 30th, to generate about a billion dollars in in excess revenue. And, of course, Mississippi uh, is required to balance its budget, meaning it cannot spend more than it takes in. It's it's not like the federal government, which can just go to the well and print money out of thin air. The uh, state government cannot do that. So that's all very optimistic. And so the governor has said it's time to cut income taxes since we are producing more income taxes than is necessary to fund our expenditures as appropriated by the government. Now, some would say, 
And there was an article, by the way, that I caught. Um, it was published uh, locally, and I think it was published in um, the AP and, and maybe USA Today, the part of the Gannett Group, that basically comes out and says this is not the time to cut revenues. We need to spend more money. The government needs to spend more. That was the gist of the article. And, and of course, that's what you're going to get from those that believe that government should be more involved and should be more active should collect more money, should spend more money. I mean, that's what we have in Washington right now. So those that are in that camp are opposed to returning that money to the people in the form of, of uh, tax cuts. They're, they're in the camp that says, no, we need to keep it the same, and, we need, and if we're generating these surpluses and excesses, we need to spend that on education and infrastructure and the other things that government spends money on. So that's the conflict, if you will. That's the debate. And we'll see where all that goes. But hopefully, Ben, a kind of a long answer to a straightforward question. But that, that's the, those are the dynamics, I think, involved in the debate. The Senate, in fairness to the lieutenant governor in the Senate, Senator Josh Harkins, who was on the program, the concern is that, that uh, by reducing the uh, income taxes, and um, and then funding the diversion of grocery, the reduction of grocery taxes, and, and ad valorem taxes on car tags, that it could leave the state in, a, in a, uh, a difficult budgetary situation and leave a hole in the budget. Not enough revenue to cover existing and future expenses. That's, that's their concern. Therefore, Let's tread a little lightly. That That's their philosophy on this. I think I'm accurately representing that. On the House side, it's, no, we feel pretty good about this, and all the folks we've talked to have said that they're very optimistic about our um, our economic status and, and our, our future ability to produce revenue and give money back to the people in the form of income tax cuts and let them spend that money. And uh, if they take that and spend it on that which is subject to sales tax, you could argue to some extent they're trading that savings, that 5% savings on income tax, and spending that money on things that they get and the value they get into their lives, goods and services, and they're paying the sales tax on that, which generates revenue through that revenue stream, if you will. So it's uh, it's kind of shifting from... From the government to my pocket to the stores, if you will, that collect sales tax on it that goes back to the government. That's really the theory. Yeah. That's the pretext of it. So that's what's being uh, debated. William in Greenville says the lieutenant governor is a rhino and wants to control all the tax money. Uh, okay. Sounds like the lieutenant governor is not for the working man, says Keith in Vaden. Well, I hear you, Keith, and keep this in mind. There are still some degree of objections from those whose income is not subject to income tax because they are retired. So their pension income, their 401k income, Social Security, not subject to to a state income tax. And they have concerns about the House plan because it raises the general sales tax rate by 1.5%. I would encourage them to consider the fact that their grocery tax goes down in the house plant by 3%. So it's a matter of, and then, of course, you got the car tax. So if you've got a vehicle, 
And I know some people have said here on the ceasefire tax line that their car tax is not that much. It doesn't amount to much. But I think the DOR reports the average is about 600 bucks for a car tax. So if half of that goes away, that's 300 bucks. Um, and then, of course, you've got a slight increase in the sales tax, but a decrease in grocery tax. So you'd have to look at your own situation and see where your money is allocated to determine if you benefit. I bet you find the vast majority of retired folks in the state of Mississippi would benefit financially from the House plan. Would benefit a little bit in the Senate plan. We're going to take a break right here, and when we come back, Will's going to get these tickets given away for us on midday. Stay with us. made to order lunch in Northeast Jackson is at 4th and Gold Sports Cafe. The wings, the chicken tenders and bites, fried or grilled, and the best specialty pizzas in the metro. Call 769-208-8283. That's 769-208-8283. 769-208-8283. Tune in this Saturday morning from 8 till 10 for Weekend Gardening, where Garden Mama Nellie Neal will tackle all your gardening questions. Weekend Gardening, brought to you in part by The Tractor Store, your local Mahindra dealer, The Tractor Store, Highway 49 South in Richland. Hey, I'm here with Alex Murray of Auto Innovation. At Auto Innovation, we want to change your car buying experience. When you're in the market for a quality pre-owned vehicle, please come see us. We want to make friends, not just customers. All eligible vehicles are inspected by a Master Tech mechanic and come with a limited powertrain warranty on us. We are located on Highway 51 in Ridgeland. Come by and see us or check out our inventory online at autoinnovation.net. Let us change your car buying experience. Auto Innovation, Highway 51 in Ridgeland. What do your customers expect from you? Consistency, reliability, a healthy place for them to frequent, and fantastic customer satisfaction? That's the same thing you deserve. And you'll get it from Jenny King, the king of clean. We currently clean and disinfect over 350 businesses, buildings, healthcare facilities, schools, and offices here in the Jackson area with a 99.99% customer satisfaction success rate. Plus, our average customer retention rate is eight years. For your clean and healthy building, go to JennyKingCleans.com. That's JennyKingCleans.com now. Jenny King, the king of clean. Trust Care Kids in Madison now offers the Pfizer COVID-19 vaccine for children ages 5 to 11. Every Monday through Friday from 9 a.m. to 6 p.m., just walk in or schedule an appointment at TrustCareKids.com. Our expert team of pediatric specialists will have you in and out in a jiffy. It couldn't be any easier. Trust Care has led the way in COVID testing and vaccinations. Let us be the provider you trust to keep your entire family safe. That's TrustCareKids.com. Trust Care Health. Feel better, faster. This is the Midday Agri-Market Report, a new analysis by University of Illinois agriculture economist Scott Irwin last week shows the soybean oil-based biodiesel industry margins spent all but four weeks in 2021 in the red. Biodiesel producers using soybean oil as a feedstock had what one agriculture economist called a devastating year in 2021, as the unprecedented high cost of soybean oil far outweighed all-time high biodiesel prices of $6.42 a gallon. In the new profitability analysis by Irwin, 
It said biodiesel producers using soybean oil spent most of 2021 in the red as growth in the renewable diesel industry exploded. The total loss for the biodiesel plant, he said, was $18.3 million or a return equity of only 77.5%. I'm Dixon Williams. This is Super Talk Mississippi Agri News Network. I think the teacher's asleep. Looks like he's dreaming. Man, I can't wait to hang up my team mascot. I think he's having a nightmare. No, this is just part of his lesson plan. He's trying to show us that calling Mississippi 811 before you dig is so easy, you can do it with your eyes closed. Call 811 two days before you dig, and let's have zero damages, zero injuries. The choices our teens make on prom night can impact them for the rest of their lives. Hi, I'm Chris Howard, Executive Director of the Mississippi Department of Rehabilitation Services. Because vehicle accidents are a leading cause of brain and spinal cord injuries in our state, we have teamed up with the Mississippi Highway Patrol to show young adults the serious consequences of poor choices behind the wheel. To learn more or book a Please Return on Monday program at your school, please visit us at mdrs.ms.gov. That's mdrs.ms.gov. This is Ben Shapiro reminding you to listen to The Ben Shapiro Show weekday nights starting at 9 p.m. here on 97.3 Super Talk Jackson. Are we going to do this? Middays with Gerard Gibbert. Keep rolling. Three, two, one. On Super Talk Mississippi. Welcome back, everyone. Final segment, Midday Super Talk Mississippi, kicking off your week. This is the final week of February, of course, and it is uh, President's Day. By the way, that was Cream. That would have been from 1966? Ginger Baker. What's that? Ginger Baker, Jack Bruce, and... (laughs) Of course, Eric Clapton. Eric Clapton, right. Exactly. They were the cream of the crop. That's why they call themselves. Exactly. That's an awesome song there. So, all right, I'm going to let you give away some tickets here. That's right. Uh, if you haven't heard, they announced it this morning. Country music legend Hank Williams Jr. will be at the Landers Center in South Haven on Friday, April 1st. Uh, tickets go on sale Friday. This Friday at the Lander Center's box office in South Haven or at Ticketmaster.com. And we're going to be giving away tickets to this concert all this week. So that's Hank Williams Jr. at the Lander Center in South Haven on April the 1st. So uh, what we're going to do is we're going to have the fifth person to text into the C Spire text line. That's 601-879-4395 with this key phrase, and you're going to win a pair of tickets. The fifth person to text in the key phrase, country boy. That's the key phrase, country boy. 601-879-4395. Now, remember, this is at the Lander Center in South Haven. If you're in Bay Springs, if you're in Gulfport, if you're in Loosedale, 
Remember, this is in South Haven, okay? It's a drive up there. Because <laughs> I had this situation the other day. We gave away some tickets on the coast. A guy calls in and wins the tickets. You want to guess where he was from? Coldwater. You ain't driving down that far to go to a concert. Well, maybe you will. I don't know. Appreciate that. I think we have a winner already. Oh, wow. Uh, Yeah, we got them. So we got a winner already, so uh, I'll contact that person and get all their information. But we're going to be giving away tickets to the Hank Williams Jr. Show in South Haven all this week, so be listening for that. Jason, by the way, says on the ceasefire text line, thanks for that, Will. Delbert Hoseman is a rhino? Question mark. Wherever, whatever he is, we need a lot more of him. I knew him when he shared an office with Representative Nunley, and I'll vouch for his support of the working man, veterans specifically. He's definitely not a politician. Appreciate that. You know, I, I can also speak personally about the lieutenant governor, and I know I've shared this before on the air. When he was just practicing law when I was starting my company up, 1985. He was my original corporate lawyer, mm-hmm. and, uh, and 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 served as such for a number of years, and helped with a couple of acquisitions. Uh, a lot of folks may not realize that uh, the lieutenant governor actually has a tax law degree. I mean, he understands taxes, tax law in particular. And I can also say this, even though. I, I may not agree with him on all policy, and that is fine. That's just the way things work. And and we can have a civil, meaningful, constructive discussion about that. But I will say this. The guy works his butt off. I know that firsthand from having been in his office before when he was just a lawyer, before he was ever in politics. That's day or night. He was like me back in those d- days. Day or night, seven days a week. So... You know, you got to think about that as well. Now, on this particular tax matter, we disagree, and that's fine. You know, I, I'm, of course, I think it is fair to say, folks have figured out I'm more on board with the House version than have been. But I respect the Senate's concern, and I respect his concern, and respect Senator Harkins uh, a great deal, and his concern as well. And they, and they believe they're doing what's in the best interest of the state, and so does the House. I just want to see them get in a room and hash it out. I really do, and get something done that that moves the needle uh, for the state of Mississippi. And I think that's where most people land as well. But uh, could say a lot of things. And, and and look, you're a politician, right? You're a lieutenant governor. It's fair game. You sign up for it. It don't matter. That's just part of it. People are going to agree. They're going to disagree. They're they're going to say things that aren't very friendly. Uh, often. That's part of it. They, they can handle it. They know that. But I, I just wanted to pass on. I, I know these folks. They work. They work hard. And I'm not saying people on the other side don't as well. They all do. I just happen to have a very long personal history with Delbert and uh, the lieutenant governor. And long before he was ever smelling the idea of getting into politics. And so also was instrumental in the formation of my data center and locating that in the Jackson State University East Center. Big time part in that. And that paid dividends for us. But as you can tell, though, we're out of time here on the program today. Rhino will be back with us tomorrow, I believe. Will, thank you so much, sir. sir, for filling in. Enjoyed it as always. And until then, everyone, stay safe and God bless.
Talk Mississippi Media Production.